Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name is Dan and I'm joined by... This is Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome one and all. How are you? Yes, I've... uh, What have I just been doing? I've just been watching some Instagram reels uh, whilst you've been doing whatever it is you do in a hotel room in Scotland. Um, And now here we are and I'm just looking at my cats whilst I've started recording. How are you? (laughs) Yes, I'm recording from a hotel room in Scotland. Um, Not as glamorous as some of your... um, some of your locales for recording, such as the car and the bed. Um, I've not caught up to that yet. I mean, there is something that is very, very um, glamorous about recording at Woodall Services southbound on the M1 during a heatwave. I, I don't even know how we ended up there. That we were so pressed for time. <laughs> That was that was re- that was really bad. That was it was so I had to keep muting my microphone, opening a window and opening the door just to get some fresh air in the car because it was that warm. What what episode was that again? That was Boulder's Gate, I think. Oh, so anyone that wants to probably listen to quite possibly the worst episode that we've ever done, that that would probably be it. Logistically, anyway, at least. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember it being that bad. Some of them I do. <laughs> yeah. Not that one. No. Well, t- today we're here to discuss a game um, of similar ilk to Baldur's Gate uh, 2. So today we're here to discuss Jade Empire, uh, which is a Bioware game that was released for the Xbox in the year 2005 and published by Microsoft. Um, Jade Empire scored 89 on Metacritic. And as is our new tradition, um, I'm going to throw it over to you to read some user reviews, uh, starting with the low, please. Okay, the low comes from a user called JadeBlue11. Oh no, because they've given it a zero, but they've given it a really good review. I'm going to go to instead to Flying Toad XX. Okay. Um, yeah. I laugh at those who rate this game with a 10. Do not get me wrong. Jade Empire is a good game, but that is all it will ever be. Good, not great. Wonderful, amazing. Just good. Lack of any real story or character depth has led to the low rating of 4. So that's what Flying Toad XX thought about that. Everyone's favourite critic. Well, yeah, I I, I trust him with all of my... uh, yeah, when I when I need an opinion, secrets. I go to Flying Toad XX. With all of your secrets, he is my secret keeper. That's correct. You're not wrong there. And uh, yes, that was Flying Toad XX. How about our high-scoring user review, please? Now this is a really good one. So this is uh, a ten, ten out of ten. Okay. By Black Ops Hatred. So I think they don't really like Black Ops. Maybe. Maybe. Um, and their review is. Sex on a disc, 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 and sex on a disc. And that's by Black Ops Hatred. So they quite like this game. And they say that it is sex on a disc. And of course, never let us down with their... That's right. With their... Uh, fluent and uh, well-worded uh, descriptions mm. of games. So October nineteenth, gonna... two thousand eleven. They wrote that review. I uh, I hope that they're well. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read you um, some of the critics' thoughts. So um, it's not the lowest one, but I quite like the quote. Well, I didn't uh, don't like the quote, but I think it's a, a, a decent quote um, from Edge Magazine, the ever reputable. Uh, giving it a score of 70. Despite its Your favourite t- outlet. Yeah, I quite like Edge, actually. They're still going. Um, despite its paucity of detail, Jade Empire is still many, many things. Some are fine and some poor, but for a game to contain so much is a testament to its breadth and the reason why it will remain a worthwhile expedition for many. I mean, it's not, not as good as sex on a disc, is it? No, but, it's you know, not. I, mean, respect I, mean, that. I think we're going to be battling for some time to come up with a 
a summary as good as that. Um, That's right. And I'm going to read Cheat Code Central. It's not again. It's not the top top um, review here, but it, a description that I quite like. Um, mm-hmm. Jade Empire plays like an epic Chinese movie. Kung Fu is blended with ancient Chinese legends for a game that is unpredictable and captivating. It's just as amazing to watch as it is to play. Full stop. Full stop. Sex on a End disc. of review. Sex on a disc. There you go. Um, yeah, I, th- I think those are both relatively decent reviews. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a different one, this game, I think. Yeah. Uh, comparatively to other things that we've done. But I did realise... When um when prepping for this episode, because I I finished this yesterday, um and I've I've struggled to get through it a bit. It's actually the case that you've um, we not you not you yourself, but we've um we've played quite a few Bioware yes, games for this podcast, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Kotor, Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Three, which was obviously one of yours, Jade Empire. Yeah, not not all of them. Um, obviously there. Are, the historic ones like uh, Neverwinter Nights and stuff like that. I think, I, th- I think the old Baldur's Gate Gate games were were Bioware as well. Baldur's Gate Two, Baldur's Gate One. Um, oh, were they? I think they were. I can't remember. I think they were. Um, if you wouldn't mind checking for me in the background, as I've got um, a great connection to Premier Inn Wi-Fi. Premier Inn Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, I think they were. So yeah, this is this is um, this is. One of many Bioware games, and I think this or Mass Effect Two, but maybe this are my favourite Bioware game, or is my favourite Bioware game. Um, yeah, Baldur's Gate Two was uh, was Bioware. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I know you haven't got any history with this game, but had you heard of it? No. Um... This is one of the... You, you mentioned it a while ago when you said, oh, this will be on my list. And I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even bother looking until it got to um, to procuring the game. What did um, it sound like but I, from just the I, I, th- I thought this was going to be an RTS game, real-time strategy. I don't know why I thought that, because you've never inclined that you like <laughs> RTS games to me. Um, but I, th- I think just from the title, it sounded like it's like an RTS game, a little bit like... Age of Empires um, or something. Age of Empires, um, but obviously it was not. So I didn't know anything about it going into it, and my first um, exposure to it was booting up for the first time. Um, so I went into it completely, completely cold, which is quite a rarity uh, with me on, on this list. Even if I haven't played games, I've usually heard of them. There's been a few here or there that I've got no experience with, but not that many. Yeah, I've got a couple on my list that are really dark horses, but... It's one of those things, if you know, you know. And I discovered this game. I was I was looking back at my eBay history and my Amazon history to try and work out when I bought this game. Um, I mm. presume, uh, having looked back, it was probably around 2012, 2013, so while we were at university. Um, probably right. on one of the summer holidays. So I was looking through... Um, I... I'd, I'd, I sold my original Xbox 360 and I, I bought another Xbox 360 and I was looking through at um, original Xbox games that had maybe gone under the radar for me. Um, so I was looking on IGN at the time and I saw this game that IGN gave a 10 out of 10, which IGN don't often give 10 out of 10s to games. And I thought, what what on earth is this? Then I looked into it, saw it was from the makers of Mass Effect, and uh, kind of started reading about it, and their their review of Jade Empire is is glowing and um, really sells you on it. So then I went away and probably had a look at some footage, and I thought I need to get this game. Um, so I bought the game on a bit of a whim, and uh, I completed it, and I just found it really fresh, and that experience playing it just stuck with me i've not actually yet this is the second time only the second time i've completed it but that experience playing it was just so strong for me this was a game that was never up for debate on my list as you know i've kind of deliberated with my side my 15 games and this game was never up for debate and 
I think it was solidified very early on in the podcast because I was speaking to someone I used to work with um, who used to listen to the podcast and I said to him at the time, uh, are there any games you'd like to see us cover? And he said Jade Empire and I'd played it and I I'd, I'd really enjoyed it as well and I, th- I think that's when it was solidified in my mind that I was going to do this game. Um, for for a, a dual-pronged reason, number one, I think it is a great game. Number two, because no one's bloody heard of it. It's this Bioware RPG that's uh, at the time would have been a triple A AAA experience that no one played, no one heard of. Um, and I suppose well, this was their this was their first kind of um, original yeah, yeah, IP yeah. game, yeah. really, wasn't it? Like out of the the the, the big Bioware yeah, first game, independent property, yeah. Before before Mass Effect came this, and obviously Mass Effect was in the same vein as Kotor, but this is something completely different. Um, okay, so I know you've got your notes at the ready, your translations at the ready, your list yeah. of names and um, your your history at the ready to give us a rundown of the story. So I again throw it over to you. Yeah, I'll I'll do my best. This is I I followed your your advice on this one because um, you you mentioned in the last episode to try not to get too um, involved with the side quests because this could be quite a big game if you go down all the side quest routes um, as was the case in KOTOR so I effectively did no side quests I just kind of yeah. smashed on with the main story and did the not the bare minimum but just did yeah. what I needed to do to get to the end of the game I'd rather you've done that so than kind of it's, get lost in side yeah, quests yeah, yeah. even though they're pretty good here yeah, I've heard there are some good ones, um, but the game is based in. Uh, it's like ancient China. So it's supposed to be and uh, you an are a uh, place, but it's it's based on China, obviously. Yeah, so it's um, like ancient China esque, but it does have some very strange additions, like um, these flying things that look like jets. Um, it, it's bizarre, but basically, you are a student um, in a. Like a, a kung fu karate kind yeah. of school, um, under the, the tutelage of someone called Master Lee. Martial arts. There you go. Um, under the tutelage of someone called Master Lee, um, and it's kind of suggested that there's something a little bit special about you. Um, some things happen. The villages that you live in is, is put under attack, and Master Lee, who has kind of raised you since you were a child, saving you from. Um, an attack reveals to you that you're the last of a like a race, I suppose, um, called uh, spirit monks. And spirit monks are people that can basically help shepherd spirits into the next life. And it's revealed that there is something that happened about 20 years ago that has stopped spirits being able to pass over to the, the next world. So the game is effectively... Um, you trying to figure out your destiny, um, remove this block that stops spirits going over to the next world. And as the game progresses, um, Master Lee gets kidnapped. So the the other focus of the game is to save Master Lee from the Emperor um, until you get to a point where there is the, the standard Bioware uh, plot twist. Um, you find out that Master Lee is um it's called the is it the great strategist the the glorious, the glorious strategist. strategist who is actually the brother of the uh, the tyrannical emperor uh, and he betrays you and the game ends with you well you have a, a few choices of how you end the game but it's um it's really hard to explain without going into extreme detail but you you yeah. free the water dragon um kill master lee slash son lee and restore peace to the Jade Empire. Um, that is the very bare bones basic premise of the story, but I feel that you could probably fill in a little bit better there because there's a lot more to it than just that. Yeah, so your character is uh, the last surviving spirit monk, and um, basically he's the chosen one because of that. And there was this historical drought and these three brothers, uh, the emperor and his two brothers, um, basically rallied against the gods to put an end to the drought for the people, and in doing so tried to dominate um, 
the water dragon. Um, and you're trying to undo all that, basically. You're trying to unpick all that, and you're, you're fighting on behalf of the water dragon. And, um, yeah, and as you say, Master Lee betrays you. Kills uh, you. The glorious strategist. Yeah, kills you. Um, sends you to the underworld of this world. And you come back and you have a, a kung fu battle with him. That's what every, everybody was kung fu fighting. Yes. That's right. Yeah, so th- there are lots of wrinkles along the way. Um, you meet uh, the Emperor's daughter and you meet lots of interesting and memorable characters along the way. Um, so, we know this is a Bioware game. What kind of game is it? What do you do in it? It's um, it's an action RPG. And I, as, as with a lot of your games, I think as, as with a lot of my games with you, I struggled with this a bit. Um, just in terms of keeping the focus on it, I think. Um, and th- like you say, this is a Bioware game. So there are, um, you know, similar elements Tropes. to old Bioware games. But if we look back to KOTOR, which came out two years before this, I think in 03, um, Jade Empire is quite a similar game, but it also mixes things up primarily with the, um, the combat system. So yes. uh, it's an action RPG. There isn't too yes. much of an RPG element to this game, I don't think. You only level up a few specific skills as you go through the game. Um, yeah. But the big change here compared to KOTOR is the combat system. In KOTOR, it's like a, it isn't like a, a timed combat system, but it was very much like a, a dice rolly combat system. It's a, yeah, a roll of a dice, sort of automated in a way. Yes. Um, combat system. Whereas Jade Empire is live action combat. Real time action. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, you're you're doing different combos and different weapons and using different bars. You've got your chi bar, um, which is your magic. Um, and then you've got your fo- focus bar, which uh, lets you use weapons. Um, so it is quite a, a quite a linear game but you go into a few kind of open world-esque areas um but hubs. but it's uh yeah hubs but it's it's effectively a, an action rpg where you pick up some companions along the way um and and fight with no more than one companion at a time but it's um yeah it's an action rpg slash kind of real-time combat game yeah um okay on to our ever-present feature, Gameplay is King. Is Jade Empire fun to play? I, I think so. It isn't a game that I thought to myself, yeah, I can't wait to play that. It, it did become a bit of a chore at times. Um, but when playing it, it wasn't something that I hated, um, if that makes sense. I, I think I think it's okay. It's not a game that I'd actively sit down and go, I really want to play some of that. And it is very heavily based on its story, this game and from I've watched a few videos since uh, since playing it and it seems like a lot of this game's charm and different themes and fun similarly to Majora's Mask come from the side quests yeah um, there's a lot of good side stuff here and, and the side content but I'd, I'd say overall it's quite fun um, I'm guessing that you're probably going to say the same as this was your game to add onto the list yeah um, I really enjoyed jumping back into this game I got really quite hooked on this and I was looking forward to coming home and playing it and I think it's because it's although it's Bioware due to its setting due to the um, the style of combat which I can't think of that many other games with martial arts style action combat like this no. and it, it, it makes me think of the only other games I can think of like that is um, True Crime Streets of LA and um, the one that came out that was based in Hong Kong. Um, yeah, so so Sleeping Dogs. True, so Sleeping Dogs is more yeah, yeah, it's of effectively an RP, a sequel, isn't they're, it? They're both more sandbox games in a way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But the, but the game that this reminds me of, um, well, two games actually, two games with similar lineage, um, Shenmue and Yakuza, um, of which have, I've never played either. So they both do a similar thing with the combat, and that's not many games um, to call to mind when you think about a combat system like this. Mm. And I agree that 
some of the systems here don't have much depth, but the combat does have a lot of depth if if you know how to use it. Um, there are various, literally um, tens of combat styles, uh, not hundreds, but tens of combat styles. I think you, can, you learn more the more side quests you do, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can unlock them in side quests, you can buy them, you can unlock them doing various things, you can find them mm -hmm. around the world. Um, there are some that are exclusive to PC. There are different weapons that you can use uh, and unlock, yep. and it's all about using one combat style and then switching to another one and then yeah. uh, switching back to the first one and you, you may use one to slow down your enemies and then uh, switch to your, your um, dual wielding swords to slice at your enemies or yep. you may need to get some chi back so you use a, a restorative combat style. So it's all about that mesh of combat and um, yeah, I really found this quite a joy to play and i think like you um doing this lot of uh 15 games for each of us i i found it to be difficult at times um because i think we, we didn't pace it that well we didn't vary our games enough in that both of us i picked too many rpgs i think you probably picked too many side scrollers and and <laughs> we seem to be doing an rpg or a side scroller every other week um so, Don't worry, the next game isn't. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we both have probably learned. So when we come to our second lot of 15, which we talked about before, uh, we'll mm. probably consider our listener a bit more in that um, to keep things entertaining for you, but also ourselves um, to keep the variety up. So this game I found to be a joy, and um, it came down to the side content, it came down to the combat, it came down to just the world of Jade Empire. Um, do you have a favourite style? I was um, I was preparing for, did you have a favourite thing to do? And my answer was going to be the combat, So I think the combat is probably the best element of this game. Um, in terms of, well, relatively close to the start of the game, you get the option, don't you, of kind of specialising in ice or fire Yes. Um, magic. So I went with the ice um, side. But I often find, as I do with quite a lot of games where you can utilise magic and stuff, I didn't use it that much I unless I really had to. I didn't use fire at all. No. Um, so I was primarily where I could, where my focus bar would allow until it ran out and I had to kind of step back. I was a big fan of using the sword. Yep, sword um, As I often am. But as well as that, I did quite like using, you know, like the tiger claws. Yeah. Um, they were pretty good as well. Sort of like Wolverine so, claws, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. And it, it did take me a while to kind of get used to changing things up dependent on what kind of enemy you're fighting, whether it's like a spirit or yeah. whether it's like one of the, the golems or the toads or a human. Um, but yeah, I'd say that my favourite thing to use or my favourite style was using the, the, the swords and like the, the different weaponry. The lance was quite good as well, like the, the golden uh, the staff. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say probably those for myself. What about you? Um, so I was using uh, the sword as well. You can actually upgrade the sword not sure if you did that mm -hmm. um, to the dragon no. sword and yeah it basically becomes very powerful and probably my most powerful thing because I, I fed um, a lot of my stamina or my upgrade points into that um, right legendary strike that's quite a just a general one spirit thief that was uh, for for getting back my chi um, I started funneling some points into other weapons so dual wielding the katanas um, and then the dual wield axes, um, and I, I also got, um, don't maybe it's called a blunderbuss or something, but it's it's basically an old style gun. Um, yeah, blunderbuss. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that, that's what it's called in the game. That's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but basically, you um, there's a cameo from a, a famous British actor, who John Cleese. Yes, and uh, if you if you end up defeating him. You unlock his weapon, um, which is a lot of fun to do. So, okay. I want to talk about the world of Jade Empire, the setting. Um, I'm not really sure where to start with a conversation about this, but what did you think of it? And um, did you find it appealing? And if, if so, what about it did you find appealing or not? 
I wouldn't say appealing. I'd say that it was it was inoffensive. There isn't. I've never really been interested in because, like we said, this is kind of based on like ancient slash mythical China. Yeah. Um, and there are elements of Japan. Yes. Um, thrown in here as well, which I do like because I I've got a real thing for Japan. Um, but I will say that a lot of the environments were very nice. The underworld section I didn't really enjoy. I thought that was a bit of a slog. Yeah. Tian's Landing was all right. I think the the area at the start, despite being slow, wasn't too bad and was quite aesthetically pleasing. But I mean, in terms of standouts, I'd say maybe maybe Tien's Landing. Perhaps there's a lot of variation in that area. A lot of different people. That's kind of where the game starts to open up a little bit. I found. And what did you like about Tien's Landing? I think the fact that it didn't feel as linear anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, it kind of opens the up game is there, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, and that's what you said to me is that after the first kind of hour or so, the game does open up quite a bit. Um. But yeah, I found that once the, I mean, I, I enjoy a, a linear game, but once the the guides were were off, yes. I feel that it became a lot more kind of not not left me wanting to play, but you know became a bit more appealing if yeah. that makes sense. I think unlike what, other what about games, you? this game becomes stronger when it steps away from the linear. And actually, I feel like the last couple of acts where it becomes linear again, it becomes weaker. Um, yeah, the, it, the last few hours of the game become a real slog. Like I said, that, that bit with the um, with the underworld, like, it, I don't know, it, it just it felt like the game should have ended. And then it was like, oh no, let's 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 keep it going for for you know a few hours longer. And I just kind of wanted it to be done at that point. The the underworld felt like a real slog. So yeah, yeah, I like so I like it when it opens up, and obviously in Tien's Landing, you get a choice of key quests that you need to do, but you can kind of pick the order and the way that you carry them out. And then there are a bunch of, of side quests there. So yeah, it really does let you off the leash. And Imperial City yeah. just as much so. Um, standout areas for me would probably be... Um, I like the Imperial City. I think that, that it's quite unique. And uh, someone described the graveyard as the most beautiful video game graveyard that there's ever been. Um, it's a very sad place. And completely unlike um, Ocarina of Time's graveyard, which is creepy and um kind of what every video game graveyard is like but this is a sad wistful graveyard yeah. with uh, colors everywhere and um these huge monuments to the dead um yeah so that, that's that's a standout for me and, and it, it does a really nice job of making those uh environments look quite unique and, and detailed and another uh cool place was um the Black Leopard School in the Imperial City and also the Scholar's Garden in the Imperial City. They're both, again, quite aesthetically pleasing. Um, yeah, in terms of the world, uh, you just don't get... You, you get games that are set in Japan, um, obviously, because big yep. big game maker. You get a lot of games... Um, well, you get games set in Hong Kong... Um, I can't recall many games like this of this style, this RPG style that that are set in um sort of ancient China. Yeah, the the only other one that I can think of was one of the games that didn't quite make it into my fifteen, which is Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's that's more ancient Japan. Yeah, I was going to say than um than China. Have you played any of that at all? Uh no. It's very good. We we might come to it sometime because I think that you'd enjoy it, especially if you like Jade Empire. Um, obviously, it's a little bit different, but that that that's a massive game. There, that is open world, open world, but it is very aesthetically pleasing. It's got a bit of a vibe, particularly of the the out like the exterior is kind of like Breath of the Wild a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's a game from three or four years ago, whereas Jade Empire is from two thousand five. So, it's um it's the charm of 
the world and the fact that the world is so colourful and Mm -hmm. it's not just a historic representation, it's full of these fantasy beings and um, all this detail. They created a language for this game. Uh, Yes. And it's funny. This game has so many humorous bits, probably a lot more than other um, Bioware games. And it just feels like the good bits of KOTOR um, and that they they kind of managed to do a better job of steering clear of some of the the less good bits in KOTOR. Um, The... um the language thing, I will say, did make me laugh a couple of times because you know, um, this is why I had to list down quite a few of the names because so fat. they kind of go for it. You, you know, um, Wildflower, the girl. Yes. What's the name of the the monster? Like the host. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Chak Chi or something, something like that, isn't it? Something like that. Um, like towards the end of the game, <laughs> um, when you see the um the water dragon and what everyone kind of exclaims in horror as to oh like this can't be done to a, to gods humans are so ignorant this is so awful and then wildflower speaks as the monster and she sounds like jabba the hut um it it really took it out like I was, it was so unexpected i was like what i will say that sometimes I think a- though fan sounds a bit like um some of the languages in kotor and, and and at times, yes. I thought it was the same voice acting that they just reused. It might it might well be. It's not. It is. I uh, mean, they, they recorded. I read about this, and someone they got a linguist to come in and create this language, um, in the style of um, an ancient Asian language, and uh, they recorded so many thousands of li- lines of dialogue, and it, yeah, a lot went into it. Really, it's um. I mean, one of the things I've seen. And, and heard people talk about is how good the voice acting is. And I think I'm looking at it through eyes of 2024 because uh, like, I think some of the voice acting in this game is laughable. But I, I guess for 2005, it was pretty impressive. Well, there's a lot of um, big voice actors who are in this game. Apparently, this was Nolan North's first game. Um, oh, really? And I don't know if you recognised the voice of Sky, but I'm pretty sure that's... Um, that's... Is, it, is, it, um, is it James Flinders, the guy that did Liquid Snake? I th- I think it's the guy who did um, Miller from Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um so the same guy that is does, it the same, um, same same guy. I think I think so. Yeah, Master Miller. Yeah. Um, because I I I thought that um when I was playing it, I was like, he sounds quite familiar from MGS One. Yeah. So uh, that would make sense. The fact that you've you've said it as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of um I suppose voice acting royalty in this game, but this may be before they became um, voice acting royalty. There's something about this world that I just find so, so charming. And I can't quite put my finger on what that is. There's there's something in it that really appeals to me. And I think those people that love this game, it's the world that touched them and uh, resonated with them for for whatever reason. And um, if you hear Bioware, um, former staff members or, or, or staff members or developers talking about this game, they talk about it with the same fondness. This was a Canadian team that kind of wrote this love letter to um, some of the folklore yeah. that they loved. And this was a real passion project for them. This wasn't um, the latest IP. This wasn't no. something to capitalize on um, Star Wars or even to remind people of Star Wars in the same way that Mass Effect probably did. Um, this was their own thing, their own baby that um, <laughs> didn't do very well. Um Okay, so let's talk about followers. Did you have any favourite followers? I liked I liked Dawnstar. I quite liked Sagacious Zoo. He's a bit different from your, your usual followers. Yeah, yeah, and he, he he's a bit kind of tries to make himself a bit mysterious. I also quite liked um, uh, Black Whirlwind. Yeah, yeah he's fun. he's just violent and wants to kick everyone's head in. Drink, um, kill. I I I also. Um, didn't realise until I was doing a bit of research that um, you mentioned earlier that the Emperor's daughter uh, shows up, yes, who Silk is Fox. Uh, Silk Fox. But I didn't actually realise until doing a bit of research that Dawn Star is actually yes, the daughter. Master Lee's daughter. Yes. And it's only if you kind of like try and max out the relationships and do all the side stuff, which obviously I didn't do for this, 
uh, at the end of the game, you can have her kind of come and try and talk some sense into her father before everything kicks off, which you know obviously doesn't work. But I thought that's quite a quite a cool thing. But it's a shame that it's kind of left to only be found if you go looking for it. There's a lot of stuff in this game that will go untouched if you don't find it. I I did a pretty yeah. thorough playthrough of it. I played probably around forty hours, and. I was looking back um, when I was writing the list for the episode at some of the side content, and I thought, well, I didn't see that. Um, and it turns out that the parameters for finding it were if you'd spoken to this person after this particular point, you'd have unlocked this content. Yeah. Um, and then there's more content that's available on the PC that isn't available on the Xbox. So, yeah, there's a lot in there that can go untouched and... I don't know if this that was less common at this time for developers to put stuff in that people maybe wouldn't find or more common i don't know um but it's definitely in there a lot of stuff that people will never see um i i liked i like silk fox i think she's she's a princess but obviously she's um a bit of a robin hood as well and you can kind of unlock some layers to her and she does want the right thing but she she kind of feeds into um more of your closed fist style, but then she she becomes uh, better as yep. you go along. I also like the Black Whirlwind, Sagacious Zoo. Um, Sagacious Zoo's funny because I think your tendency in these games is to try and please your your followers, your comrades. Um, but no matter what you say to him, until probably late on, before he spoilers dies, um, and there may be a way to save him, but he, he definitely died in my playthrough. Um, he just kind of doesn't go for it. He doesn't. You can say whatever you want to him, and he never really gets on your side, which is a, quite interesting, really. So, did you do any of the side quests? I no. I basically did the bare minimum to get through um, what I needed to. But I'm guessing one of your questions is going to be: Were there any particular ones that stood out to me? What what do you know about the side quest then? If 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 you didn't do any, of I them? know that um, I I know that there's quite a few different ways that you can go with quite a lot of them. So um, you could do one, and you could decide to either help someone, help someone else, or screw them both over. And one of the ones I watched, because I watched a video last night, and I listened to a YouTube video on my way back from Sheffield today. Uh, one where like there's a like two women fighting over this one guy and you can kind of pit them against each other. Um, does that sound right? <laughs> I don't even know that one. Uh, basically, there's, um, I believe it's the case that there's a, uh, a husband who I think has been having an affair with another woman and like you step in to try and sort it out and you can kind of either peacefully resolve it or you can just pit all the parties against each other and they will kill each other. Um, as you do as you do but I think that kind of stems into the morality factor of the game doesn't it in terms of you can yeah. decide to uh, to be the the good person uh, going down the path of the um, the the open palm or the um, the the morally questionable path the uh, the closed fist um, but I, I don't know too much about the side quests in this game to be honest with you um, I'm guessing that you've got a few standouts that you that you like. When um, when I first played this game, I was playing, and it wasn't until I got to Tien's Landing and I got to the Tea House um, that I realised that I really was really enjoying it. And there's a, there's a quest in the Tea House where someone has there's basically an old lady who. Oh yes, I think house. I know about this one. She used to own it, right? Yeah, so she, she she used to own the tea house and then someone comes in one day and says they've got this contract and that they own the land. Um, but when prompted, this person won't show anyone the contract. So what you have to do is you have to get this person drunk and have conversations with them until they spill the beans about the fact that they've got this contract and that it's a fake. And then you can either choose to um, take some money and let that person keep the contract, or you can choose to rightfully return the uh, the contract back to the the owner. Um, and it it wasn't the quest itself; it was just 
the setting, the tea house, this humble little tea house yeah. in this sort of ancient a- Asian village. Uh, and I'm not going to say Chinese because it's not specifically Chinese, um, but it's just, as I said, something that taps into to part of me that I don't know, I find it really appealing. And mm. um, tea houses are things that you get a lot in Asia. Um, drinking tea is a very big thing. Yeah, and it's huge. And it's different from the way that the English drink tea. And yeah. there's a whole kind of culture and ritual around the way that you do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was when I thought to myself, this game is something a bit different. Um, it's doing something a bit different in terms of the setting. Um, another one that I always find quite impactful is uh, the Drowned Orphans. So in Tien's Landing, you've got this this part of the river that's flooded. Um, and it used to be the old Tien's Landing. And there was an orphanage there. And the, the person who ran the orphanage left the orphans to die. Uh, to drown in this this flood which the emperor caused um, as you do yes as you do um lovely emperor man uh, thank you emperor so so you run into the ghosts of these children from the orphanage and they give you a proposition one is to um bring the person who ran the orphanage to where the children are and have him bury the children's bones or you can bring him to the ghost of the children and one of them is um, really quite a vengeful spirit and wants to torture this person. So you can either give him to her to torture or you can have him bury the bones. And if you have him bury the bones, this is quite poignant little cutscene of him burying the bones to um great soundtrack. And it always, yeah, it's just quite impactful. Let's talk about the visuals. I'm interested to hear what you've got to say about this. I think it looks good. I mean, it looks it looks like a game from 2005. Um, but granted that this game came out two, only two years after KOTOR, I think it looks a lot better than KOTOR. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this was pr- pretty much an Xbox exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it came out on PC afterwards. Um, but you can tell that this is a game from kind of like later on in the Xbox life cycle, I think. Um, and I mean, maybe that's the, the, the 4K resolution on the Xbox Series X talking, maybe. But I think that it looked very good. The graphics are very crisp. Yeah. Um, and like you say, there, there are quite a few areas in the game that look, um, they're very aesthetically pleasing. It's... Like, like I say, it is very obviously a game from 05, yep. but I think that it stands up pretty well in comparison to some of the games that we've played from that time. Yes, agree. I think looking at this game now doesn't do it justice. Um, even when I first played it back in, as I say, 2012, 2013, I thought this was a game that came out in 2005. This game looks like it could be an early 360 game. Um and the thing is the detail. Um, one of the things that I think people tend to forget about the, the PS2, the Xbox and the GameCube era is that in terms of grounds, a lot of textures were just flats and um, not many games had like full on blades of grass. And and, uh, yeah. and, and this game had, had that and they respond when you run through them and it's got a, quite an appealing art style and it's it's um, got that 4 by 3 display which doesn't look great nowadays but at the time it really well I can't say at the time because I didn't play it at the time but certainly when I played it no. and casting my mind back to the time I think it would have been 7 really or 8 punchy. years later yeah um, and yeah I, th- I think it's hard to put yourself back in that place and, and to the games that were coming out at that time but I think it really probably did stand out for the time um, what about the audio you talked about the voice acting what about the soundtrack <laughs> yeah the, 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 the voice acting is um, interesting I think the um, I think the soundtrack's one of the the other things that this game's got going for it I think the music's pretty good 
and it's very um it's very suited to the kind of game and the 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 time and place that you are um it's one of those soundtracks that you could probably listen to uh to kind of wind down and 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 chill out and relax i think and i have of course you have because you listen to every game soundtrack to uh to chill out don't you you enjoy bioware games Mm. bioware games um i've listened to a lot outside of bioware games but yeah the, the, the music is is very good um not it's very rare that i find music in video games that i'd go away and listen to um but i, I think that uh oh yeah i i think that it's definitely a standout i really love the main theme and since i i completed this game only a couple of days before you yeah i was going for quite an exhaustive play of it and that main theme has just been in my head since um, since I completed it, and it's just been kind of the the theme of my life at the moment. So, I mean, that's got to be a, a good thing in the game's favour that this theme is just really punchy, and uh, yeah, it's just obviously very thematic for the game. It's um, it's interesting the comparison there because I think there's only maybe been a couple of games that I've gone away actively afterwards and listened to the music, and the only one that comes to my mind that I've done that with from a game from this list is probably um, Persona Five. Did you do it with Tetris Effect? No, like I, I, I maybe did, a few tracks here and there. Yeah. Uh, the music was good in Tetris Effect, but I think I found that game so frustrating that I just wanted to be done you with it and it. done with the music. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we weren't that hard on Tetris Effect when we played it. Uh, no, I wasn't hard on it, but I think we we discussed the fact that I just realised I was crap at Tetris. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That that was a game that I would not describe as sex on a disc, sex on a disc, sex on a no. disc. Not um, one of those. No, you have got to be very careful with your pronunciation there because you can slip up and say something very different. Am <laughs> <laughs> I? Uh... My voice is going now, so that's great. I knew I knew that was going to happen. Um, Excellent. So yeah, if I'm if I'm particularly croaky because my voice is going, uh, yeah, froggy. Yes, frogger. Um, if so, so you must have in your looking into the game, you must have heard the the stuff about a, a sequel that was being worked on. Um, yeah, it never came though, did it? Never came. I, th- I think, yeah, th- there was a time when it, an idea was was pitched and then it was cancelled. So, if a Jade Empire sequel came into being, what would you like to see from it? What improvements would you like to see? Where would you like to see the game expanded? Where would you like to see paired back? Um, well, I suppose that depends on... Are we saying that a sequel that came out maybe 2009, 2010? No, or are we saying a sequel uh, that comes out now? Let, let's say a sequel that comes out now with all the, the bells Ooh. and whistles of a 2024 game. That's um, well, that's a hard question to answer, isn't it? Because I mean, sometimes you uh, you shouldn't ask for things like that because we all know what happened to the new Shenmue game. Yeah. Um, your favorite. I've heard that it wasn't very good, but I don't know. I think more of a focus on perhaps the like. I think maybe focusing a bit more on tightening the combat because the combat was like I say the best element of the game in my opinion Um, less of an emphasis on the focus bar though I found that quite frustrating Uh, chi bar no problem but the focus bar did my head in a little bit so get rid of that Um, and I think as well just the the pacing could have been improved slightly so if they were going to do a sequel or or even a remaster of this game or a remake I think they could improve the pacing quite a lot particularly for the final kind of two hours or so um and i'd say maybe because this game is an action rpg it doesn't really feel like it has too many rpg elements to it so i'd say maybe um you know just kind of going on the the rpg element of it the skills increasing the abilities that you can put points into etc those are be my main points i guess about, and, and maybe um, a bit more of the bombastic stuff yeah what about character customization yeah the character customization is very minimal isn't it yeah it's which time. i don't think it's a problem but I, I did i did watch a review of this game saying that it would would be cool that even if you're just going off the base models that you have in it 
being able to choose an outfit that changes your stats a little yes. bit and, or just and change an outfit yeah yeah um yeah so maybe maybe the character customization it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be skyrim or, or you know um you know fallout 4 but just maybe a few more options other than the like six pre-made um you know options you have but i guess that was again an element of the time it came out if you think back to when we played uh jedi knight jedi academy you only had about five or yeah. six seven options for for Jaden. um so and that was originally an xbox game as well so maybe it's just the the time that it, it came out time. and the Kotor capacity that they could do was really um limited in in, yes. in that respect as well um it was I don't mind the character not being voiced though. This is a game that I really don't mind it in. Um, I don't mind a silent protagonist. And I think some games scream for a vocal protagonist, but this is not one. Um, a lot of the characters, a lot of the other characters, make up for it by talking a hell of a lot. Yes. So a lot. Yeah, like your favourite Dawnstar. Um, That's right. It's got a lot to say. Got a lot on her mind. Yeah, uh, did you romance any of the characters? No, I know that you can romance Dawn Star and Silk Fox, can't you? I don't and know if there are any others. Sky. Oh, can you? Yes. Okay, there you go. I, I don't know. I, I felt that the relationship, particularly with Silk Fox and um, uh, Dawn Star, was is a bit strange. Like it could have done with a bit felt, more development. Yeah, like it felt like they were kind of quite intense rivals and then it kind of drops off a little bit and I I don't know it was it was a strange one I mean if, if I had I'd have probably I'd do what I do with every game when it comes to like romance shop options with um with, with uh, Mass Effect 2 I think I uh, I think I went with Miranda because she was the first one that I met <laughs> so I just went along with her so I probably would have gone with so Dawnstar for Master Lee in this game I'd have gone for Master Lee um, kiss his nice little, uh, nice little wispy beard. And do you know who Nathan? Uh, uh, oh no, do you know who Noda North played in this game? I do not. Gal the Lesser. Okay. I didn't like Gal the Lesser. I mean, you dispatch him relatively early on, anyway, don't you? Yeah. But that's interesting, especially if you like. You say it's his first, uh, first game. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah. That's that's what it was. Mm. Um. You, you know what? It's interesting. Um. I'd not really thought of the idea of a a, a remake or a, a remaster, um, mm. but you you pose that thought, and in a way, I think that would be a better step, like a full blown remake, but keep the structure and keep keep the bits that I think it does well and expand them rather than um, do something completely new. I think that would I actually think that would go down really well. Um, in today's market, <clears throat> not necessarily sell well, but I think it would be well received. Yeah, C- careful what you wish for on uh, on remakes of um, of well loved games because they uh, don't don't always leave you with the best taste in your mouth. Yes. Is, is all I'll say about that. Oh, is is this alluding to our next game? No, it is not. Okay. Um, that is uh, alluding to Final Fantasy VII remake. Ah, okay, okay. Um, I knew there was, there was something of which this, yeah, of which the second part is coming out very soon, and uh, I'm not interested in playing it at all. Okay, well, you heard it here first. There you go. Um, you did hear it here first. And didn't hear it anywhere else. Only here. So, describe Jade Empire in a word. Can you go first? Because I imagine you've probably already got a word. I do, um, and it's a word that I used earlier. Colorful. Colourful yep. describes every part of this world. The characters, the humour, um, the charm, quite literally the colour palette of this game. This is not your um, grey and brown game from just after this period. This game is full of colour, full of life. Um, and I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Well, it may, maybe why I enjoy it so much. Because we don't often get games that tap into a world of colour and that's why I find this setting interesting maybe. Um yeah, colourful. Colourful is the one for me. 
I think I will say magical. Not that I had the magical okay. time with it or anything like that. Um, I'd, I'd say that I had an average time with this game, but I think that the the whole thing with the water dragon, um, the actual physical water dragon that you, you kind of meet at the end of the game, as well as the woman and the, the different kind of elements of ancient magic you pick up here and there, I think marries in quite well with the theme of the game. So I'm going to go with magical, I think. Fine. Works for me. Excellent. Um, okay, so does it deserve to be on the list? I know what you're going to say. You know, I, I don't know, because I, I can't remember what I said about KOTOR. I think when we talked about KOTOR, <laughs> I said that a Star Wars game should be on the list, but I wasn't sure if it should be that one. Okay. And if I say that KOTOR should have been on the list, then I think that Jade Empire should be on the list above KOTOR. Um, okay. As long as there is... So what's your ranking of Bioware games that we've played? Uh... I'd say probably Mass Effect. I mean, Baldur's Gate. I didn't really like. So <laughs> it's your favourite, wasn't that, it? That, that goes last. Um, <laughs> I'd say probably Mass Effect Two is the highest one, followed by Kotor, then probably this, and then Mass Effect Three. Um, and is there a bit of Star Wars bias in there? Possibly, maybe. Uh, this is mechanic mechanically and from a gameplay function. This is a better game than Kotor. Okay. Um, but you like the story more in Kotor. Yeah, because I'm a Star Wars fan, probably. Uh, and that isn't to say that I didn't like the um, the story here. I thought that the twist was a little bit. Um, yeah. You could see it coming. Uh, not not to the full extent. Like I didn't expect that. Um, do you know what I actually forgot about the twist yeah we've not so, really touched on the twist have we um, yeah so yeah. But, but yeah the the twist I kind of saw coming not to the point where I thought that Master Lee would be the brother of the Emperor and Death uh, Death's Hand um, but I, he was a third brother yeah I, I kind of saw the twist of him betraying you coming in because um, there's usually a twist in a Bioware game isn't there Um and I think the twist in Kotor is better, but yeah, that, that's the cool twist. Is a worse kept secret. Like everyone knows about yeah. the whole Darth Revan thing. But I mean, yeah. we, we we talked about remasters and remakes. They're 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 redoing Kotor, aren't they? So yeah, although that's Star Wars, you never know. I wonder. I I heard that that wasn't going very well, and it may have even been cancelled. Oh really? not sure if it was cancelled again you might have to look up on the the fast internet you've got the fast um, internet but uh, certainly it was having development troubles i'm sure of it um because it was a it was a playstation exclusive wasn't it yes um, well so I'd, I'd, right. I'd, I'd say that jade empire deserves to be on here over kotor i think okay and, and i think you're right um and we often do this get get out of jail thing where we say, well, this is on the list, so this one yeah, should be on yeah, the yeah. list. Um, and it's, I know, I realise that I do it, and it's it's a bit of a cop out really because you because we didn't love or or even like a lot of things on the list, mm. um, and there were, there was a lot that we did like. So there were three Bioware games that we played that were on the Metacritic Top 100 list. As you say, the first being Baldur's Gate 2, the second being uh, Mass Effect 2, and the third being KOTOR. Um, now, the only Bioware, for me, and, and this is subjective, um, the only Bioware game that I think competes with Jade Empire for me is um, Mass Effect 2. And I think Mass Effect 2 is probably... Um, a pound for pound conventionally better game however I feel like I like Jade Empire more um, I feel like there's more heart there um, a bit more colour there's that word again um, so I, I I would put it there 
and I'm going to use that cop out once again and say, well, those other games are there, so this should be there. So we'll kick one of those off and we'll put Jade Empire in. Um, I just, and, I, and I'm using this same line again that I did last time in the last episode for my game, which was Manhunt, of there aren't, even though it's another Bioware game with all the conventions and tropes that that holds, um, there aren't many games with this setting and because of that, I'd say it does deserve to be there. There aren't that many games with this much colour and because of that it does deserve to be there. There aren't many games that show a, a dead dragon at the end, which is quite a powerful little moment in its own way um, because of the shock of the characters um, and just to see this lifeless corpse of a dragon. Yeah, um, it's a good one. And if you are remotely interested in games with similar themes, um, if you like the Yakuza games, if you like the Shenmue games, I would really strongly recommend you play this game. Um, if these games aren't for you, then probably steer clear. But yeah, for me, yes it does. So, what have we got coming up next time? Next time, we have got a uh, classic, going back to a bit of video game royalty. Uh, Maybe may on the same standard as uh, Sonic and Mario, perhaps, would you Would you agree? To some um, extent? I don't know. But, well, I suppose we'll get into it in the in the episode, won't we? We will. Um, there's recently, within the last week um, or so, been well, I think a... famous enough to, to, to be on that level. Definitely a house. Definitely. Name. A 100% a household name. Um, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a remaster of the original Tomb Raider trilogy, uh, Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3, which originally came out for uh, originally the Sega Saturn and then, more famously, the PlayStation, um, which you and me have got our filthy little paws on. And we are going to be playing and discussing Tomb Raider 2, um, which in my opinion is the best of the, the three original games. Um, we'll get into it a lot more in the in the actual episode, but I'm uh, I'm disappointed that this this um this remake series didn't include the original five PS1 Tomb Raider games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um Tomb Raider Last Revelation and Tomb Raider Chronicles um, and, and Angel, obviously Angel we don't talk about the Angel of Darkness because favorite. that is it's so bad that'll be on your next um, 15 I, I suspect pro probably we're going to play that game 15 times no um, never because it's so good um, but yeah so we'll be playing Tomb Raider 2 next time um, my advice to you I mean I know you've started you're a little bit further than me I think you're a uh, You've made it to the boat, haven't you? Whereas I'm still at, uh, I'm in Venice I'm on at Batolis Level Hideout. eight. Okay, there you go. So you're a lot further ahead. So you don't really need any advice. Oh, what, um, what would your advice have been? I'm guessing it relates to the controls. Mm, no, not really, because they've implemented a new control system, haven't they? I think my advice would have been do as much as you can without a guide. Um. That will probably be it because I think. I'll my tell you one thing that surprised gained. me so far. It's not necessarily a negative. Um, yeah. Is how slow paced they are. They are very slow paced. Didn't realize that. Mm, I think a lot of people expect them to be a bit more Uncharted esque, yeah. maybe. Well, like uh, because the of the Survivor series. Games. Yeah. Um, but no, particularly Tomb Raider One. Um, there's a lot of, and we'll get into it in the episode, there's a lot of quiet time in the Tomb Raider games, um, which I quite like. And something else that I'll suggest that you do um, before we record, and I'll send you some links, is there's a few videos from um, GDQ um, a few okay. few years ago, Games Done Quickly, and there's um, there's a British um, there's a British girl that plays Tomb Raider 2 to like an amazing level. And obviously she's got glitches and stuff. Oh, Lara Croft. Um, down to a T. Lara Croft's got them down to a T. Um, but watching her play through Tomb Raider 2 and just completely master it is very impressive. Particularly original Tomb Raider 2, not with any of these new controls. So I recommend those. Yeah, I'll have a look at those. But yes, the next game will be Tomb Raider 2. So 
In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get to us via email at the long short of it podcast at hotmail.com or on social media as always. And if you've enjoyed the episode, we always appreciate a like, a rating, um, or a, a whatever it is people do with your doodads and your thingamajigs. Um, but yes, that is all for me, all from me for this uh, this week. Anything left from you? No, I'm done. I'm, my throat hurts. Well, and... you, can, you can go to bed now, can't you? Go to bed in the Purple Palace. Good night from Glasgow. Good night from Glasgow. <laughs> and it's good night from Worcester. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time <laughs> for Team Raider out, 2. Right. There you go. It's good night from Glasgow and it's good night from Worcester. Uh, but yes, take care and we'll see you next time. Cheerio. See you on the next one.